Welcome to another episode of JB Takes. We've got a special wrestler, former wrestler, current assistant coach joining us for this episode, Michael Odomo, currently of Holman Wrestling. Welcome to the show, assistant coach Odomo. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited to have you. One of the reasons I'm most excited is because you've kind of worn a variety of different hats throughout the wrestling community. You've hosted camps. You're a state champion wrestler. You have been an assistant coach in a few different places. So a lot of good perspective that you're going to be bringing to the table. Last time we crossed paths would have been when you and I were both down going to school at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, and now you're yeah. back in home. And all that time in Wisconsin hasn't turned you into a Packer fan, has it? <laughs> no, not a Packer fan. Skull fan here. Okay. Good, good, good. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster of a season, definitely. Um, I know down in Holman, you guys have some good social media stuff, and it looks like you've had some fun. Did I see the Grinch was wrestling Santa Claus the other night? Yeah, so that's an event that we had last week before our our duel before uh, prior to she or prior to Sheen. Um, that was a fun one, you know. Just get uh, the community involved, um, have fun with the kids, um, you know, because I believe that was youth night as well. So having the kids and the fans there, um, and just being different from other programs, um, just you know, loosens up the mood. Michael, you guys also did I see right? You did a father son like wrestle off tournament or something like that too. <laughs> yeah, so we did that as well. You know, that was all to uh, Justin Lancaster. He's the head coach at Holman. Uh, he came up with that idea, and honestly, it blew up on social media. Um, you know, there's a lot of likes and a lot of shares on that page. Um, you know, it's good just for, you know, the kids and the coaches, um, not the coaches and the coaches and the parents to, you know, create those memories. Um, you know, that's stuff they're going to remember. Um, and there's some studs out there, like, you know, Needham was out there, uh, uh, Ammerman was out there, like they're just beating up on their kids. So <laughs> it, it, it was it was fun to watch. I mean, those guys are all American wrestlers, so it, it was a good time. You couldn't get your dad to come over and do a, a father-son match there? That'd be kind of fun to see. Ah, that would be a fun one. You know, we had we had a lot of a lot of matches in the kitchen back in the day, you know, like <laughs> hook up in the kitchen, you know, try to try to get some points there with drags and stuff. Isn't that funny? Like everybody has wrestling, not everybody. A lot of people have wrestling mats and stuff in their house or in their shop, but most of the matches happen in the living room, in the kitchen. And your mom is yelling at you the whole time to don't break something. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like Kyle said, a lot of fun going on in the living room with wrestling. What if we expanded outside of your dad? What if there was an Odomo round Robin with you and your brothers and then also your dad in there? Who do you think would be the favorite in that round robin? Uh, you know, like right now. Right now, yep. We could right do right now. now and we could also do in your primes. In our primes, honestly, I would never want to fist fight my dad or my older brother, or even Marcus either. Honestly. <laughs> those guys are those guys are crazy, man. But uh if it were to come to wrestling, sorry. Sorry guys, I'd I'd whoop you. <laughs> <laughs> so remind me you've your younger brother, Marcus, you mentioned, he was a state entrant for Doveriota. He was a really good wrestler. Your father, yeah. and then you had an older brother who wrestled as well, correct? Correct. So Logan, he was he graduated in 2009. Um, you know, he was at 103 and 112, uh, two-time state qualifier, and then he also placed six. So 
he was a good wrestler back in the day, um, guy that I looked up to. So it was fun to watch him wrestle at the state tournament. Sure. Yeah. Did you, so you and Logan were a little bit spread out in age. Did you have a lot of good matches with him in and out of the practice room? Did you have a lot of good matches with him and Marcus or who did you kind of, uh, grind with as a practice partner? Um, honestly, me and my brother, Logan, you know, we didn't, we didn't wrestle just cause he was seven years older than me and we're, you know, different weight classes, you know, he definitely beat me up at home though. You know, you like those, uh, those like blow up, like, um, boxing gloves. Mm-hmm. So we would literally just sputter and he would just like go Mike Tyson on me and just beat the, you know, just beat the crap out of me. Uh, so we never wrestled, but you know, I was like just getting beat up all the time from him. So that was fun. Um, you know, wrestling Marcus, you know, he was always a good, uh, good drilling partner for me. Um, every time I went live with him, then like every time I went live with him, I would always get injured. If that was like, <laughs> I'm not kidding either. Like if that was like a dead leg or if I got like a goose egg on my head or if I got like, you know, my bell rung, I just always got injured with him. I don't know what it is. He was just a, he was just a tough wrestler, man. I think maybe with the youngest being the youngest sibling there, you kind of have a, have to have a certain toughness. I'm also kind of noticing a theme here, Kyle, because we had Bailey O'Reilly on former U of M wrestler. He was actually a state champion the same year you were a state champion in Dover Yoda back in, in 2016. But he said the same things about his brothers. Every time they got done wrestling or more like fist fighting, they had those same bumps and bruises. So I think that probably is something that contributed to help you becoming as good of a wrestler as you were. You know, honestly, I would have to agree with you. So thank you, Marcus, for giving me the goose eggs and, uh, <laughs> you know, seeing stars some days. Like, honestly, it was it was brutal wrestling him because he, he really beat me up sometimes. Sure. Yeah, so Marcus, definitely a big help, it sounds like. And then also (laughs) having your dad in the room, that's an experience that a lot of wrestlers, I think, have. Having a father as a head coach or an assistant coach involved in the program, what did you enjoy and appreciate about that experience? Yeah, I mean, having my dad in the wrestling room was an awesome experience. Um, You know, my dad was the you know, he was my coach from my younger ages, from soccer to football to wrestling, whatever it was. I mean, he was my coach 24 seven. Um, so to have him in the wrestling room was pretty special, um, you know, because I look up to him and obviously I want to make him proud. So having him there, um, you know, there's definitely ups and downs with, you know, having parents in the room because the expectations are a little different. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was awesome. Like, you know, the you know, from starting from seventh grade all the way going to my senior year, we got on the same page and, you know, do what we got to do at Dovriota. It, it was pretty special. So you mentioned seventh grade there. Did you hop right onto varsity or were you somebody that got their feet wet on JV? So I got my feet wet on JV. Um, I was just a little mentally weak, um, honestly, to compete at uh, the varsity level. I won a wrestle off and then I had to beat him twice, but you know, I've kind of faked the shoulder injury cause I was just mentally weak. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> <laughs> but that uh, no, was a good experience. So I wrestled JV um, actually was 17 and O. And then I went to the JV like state tournament or whatever they call that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went Owen too. So I went 17 two for JV. Where was that? Where was that hosted at? So that was at uh, St. Charles. Okay. 
So it would have been like the end of year three rivers tournament or you said state. Yeah. Whatever they call that. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Like three rivers conference championship or whatever it is. Yeah. Nice. So what, when you, you said you were kind of mentally weak and not quite ready to jump onto varsity, how did that switch flip then to go from JV? Was it just another year of maturity or did something happen in the off season or how did you flip that switch to be ready for varsity the next time? Um, you know, it was accumulation of things, you know, getting mat time is obviously one of the biggest thing, especially when you're making a leap from elementary and then you're wrestling, you know, kids that are ninth and 10th grade at, at that level. Um, but definitely putting the off season work in, but, uh, just the, the change in mentality, you know, I didn't do anything great my eighth grade year, but I definitely, you know, I, I made the lineup. I think I was like 25 and like 13 or something like that, but yeah, just getting that time was the big thing. Yeah. Matt time is huge. And then there was a really big shift that I noticed from a distance. So you and I had wrestled when I was a junior, I believe, and you were a sophomore in 2014. You and I were looking for this result off the podcast. We couldn't find the result. So I'm just, I'm going to say that, uh, I'm going to say that I want a nail biter, but I think in reaction, in reality, you actually got the better of me in that one. So you, you went from a pretty solid varsity wrestler. You were, I think, a section place winner, maybe your junior year, your sophomore year, you didn't quite place at sections. And then your senior year, you storm onto mm-hmm. the scene and you were a section champ. You were a state champ. You were in the small group of individuals with people like myself and Mark Hall, who have never lost a wrestling <laughs> match at the Exile Energy Center. So how did you get to that level so quickly? Um, that's funny, man. Um, honestly, like, (laughs) honestly, like your, your greatest failures are your biggest motivators, right? So, you know, I'm going to circle back to my junior year. So my, actually my sophomore year, I dislocated my elbow, so I didn't get to finish off sections. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. And then my junior year, um, you know, I was in the section semifinals for Stealing Downs and that previous week. I actually beat him in overtime, I believe. It was for team seconds. So I was the number two seed. He was the number three seed. And I took him down right away, you know, feeling pretty good. Got a tilt. I think I was up like 4-1. And then I just, like, started holding on. Um, So just wanted to hold on to that win. And then, you know, time ticks by, time ticks by, looking to hold on to that win. And then, you know, I lose that match. Um and that was, you know, the semifinals to get to the finals. So I lose that match. I remember just just storming off the match and then going to the Mayo, you know, the Mayo Civic Center like tunnels. And I threw my headgear. And like I don't throw my headgear, but I was just like heartbroken. Like mm-hmm. I was in so much pain because I know my odds of going to state were very very slim. Um, and I was broken in that moment. Um, fortunately, you know, I had my older brother, Logan, you know, kind of get me back in the gear. Um, he's like, you never know, you know, it's section tournaments. So, uh, I got back up, you know, got third place, um, got my hundredth win on my third place match my junior year. And then, uh, Dylan Downs lost in the finals and that was it for my junior year. I didn't make it to the state. Um, that's when everything switched, man. Like, You know, when you go to the state tournament and you're expected to go up there and compete with the best of the best and you know you can do that and you don't even get to, you know, 
certification to get even checked in. Like your your school has to find you loopholes just to get you in. That's such a feeling as a wrestler when you know you can compete at a high level. Uh, so I was there, and I just remember watching the state tournament, and I remember watching the state finals matches, and I was like, I never want to feel this pain again. Like I was heartbroken. Like just beat and i remember i took a photo too i took a photo of the state finals and i made it my background wallpaper on my phone like all right this is the pain you don't want to feel and that was the biggest motivator and that changed changed a lot of things for me um you know basically i said to my dad i said we're gonna get to work monday i don't care what it takes i'm ready to get to work Where, where's the first tournament let's let's start weight training um I was determined and I was focused and I was ready to get to work and, and I was ready to make a change in my wrestling career. It sounds like that loss is probably one of the best things that could have happened to you in that situation. It, it most, most definitely was, but you know, like in that time, it, you know, it definitely doesn't feel like that, you know, cause it, it hurts. Like it really felt like somebody took a knife to my heart and just, you know, cut it North, South, East and West. That's how it felt at the time because that's my dream, right? As a kid is to go to the state tournament, to win the, to win the thing. And, you know, now that you have one year left to go chase that dream and make it happen, um, it, it broke me. So, but it definitely was the biggest motivator. Absolutely. Um, and then everything changed that summer. Yeah. So you, that sounds like just an incredibly challenging moment, like a ton of reflection there probably had to be done. And then just a year later, you're on top of the mountain. You said you and your dad, you guys got to work that next Monday after the state tournament. What did that work kind of entail in the offseason? Was it just a lot of you working with your teammates in Dover? Were there wrestling camps? What kind of helped shape you that offseason? Yeah, so that's a good question. So like for me, for Dobriota, I mean, there's not a lot of kids that put in the offseason work, right? I mean, I was willing to put it in because I, I didn't have like the skill set to to compete at that high level without putting the work. So I had to put that off season work in um, and I had to go find the training opportunities. I had to go find the partners. I had to go find the tournaments. I had to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very fortunate for my dad and my mom to make that happen for me. Um, yeah. So basically right away we got to work. I got ready for the mental aerobics tournament. Um, that's by the unit, Jim Richardson. He hosted that. Um, you know, I played second there, wrestled fairly decent. And then I got connected with Wyatt Richardson and Jim Richardson. And when I got connected with those guys, I mean, everything changed. I mean, I mean, I, I, have, a, I have a great work ethic, but uh, it, it went to a complete different level. I mean, we're talking two or three days. I mean, we're not just talking about hanging out in the gym and just, you know, doing curls for the girls and, you know, doing that stuff. I mean, we're, we're getting to work. We're grinding. Um, you know, we're in the, he's got a, basically a garage in there. He's got, you know, weights up top. He has a weight, you know, a wrestling room up there, air dines. Um, you know, we're working out and we're putting two or three days in and they're, and they're tough workouts. So I got connected with those guys and, you know, we went to all these tournaments. So I basically, if there's any tournament in that area, I was going, I didn't care what level it was. I mean, I went to the Apple Valley open. I went to Min USA state freestyle Greco. I went to Northern Plains, Southern Plains. That's in Kansas. 
Um, you know, I went to all the tournaments that you could imagine. I mean, Fargo, um, even uh, the Minnesota dual teams, we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I got to compete out there. I went to Virginia, um, Virginia Beach and competed on that team. Um, right, just putting the mat time in because that's what I what I needed. Um, and, you know, Jim Richardson and Wyatt Richardson, I owe them a lot, to be honest, because I can't repay that debt for the amount of time that they put into me. Um, you know, they helped me significantly, significantly um, with my career. Yeah, Jim, but, I was just going to say, Jim has a ton of respect throughout the, the Section 1 wrestling community, and it's obviously super deserved. He's He's been a grinder. He's worked incredibly hard. Did you wrestle Wyatt? Is he your practice partner? <laughs> yeah, Wyatt was my partner. I mean, that was like the funnest summer ever because we just trained every single day. We wrestled and we just hung out, fished, you know, goofed around. And we're kids. But, uh, you know, when we were wrestling, he says that I never took him down. But, you know, I highly doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> every time we get together, he's like, you know what? You never took me down, right? Well, you've got the audience now. How many times did you take him down? You could tell whatever story you want. <laughs> Dude, I took him down like 25 times. And I... <laughs> uh, Logan's never lost at the state tournament. That's his story. So. <laughs> never once lost at the state tournament. And he beat me. That's, that's weird. <laughs> and that's right. I beat Michael as well. A lot of good accolades. And I mentioned this in the first podcast. I actually got second at the HVL JV Invitational. So a lot of accolades there. <laughs> that's so, what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, that's right. So, Michael, uh, we mentioned this kind of shift that happened within you between your junior and senior year. From an outsider's perspective, it kind of seemed like the same thing happened with the Dover Yoda program. Like we were talking mm-hmm. about this in our Section 1 preview. Dover Yoda has not had a wrestler lose in the state finals since 2015. I think there's a run of like eight or 10 consecutive, 10 consecutive wins in the state finals. What kind of changed in the Dovriota program and what role did you play in that? Well, that's actually a pretty cool fact. And I never knew that, that, you know, we won all those matches. If you think here, I got a trivia question for you quick. (laughs) Can you think of the last wrestler from Dover to lose in the state finals? Uh, Ryan Keach. You are correct, Ryan Keach. He kind of he kind of had a Cinderella run, didn't he, to get to the state finals? He did, man. He's he's got that Keacher, so we call it the Keacher. It's a Gator roll. Uh, he that's a signature move, man. He can pin anybody with that. He's deadly. Yeah, he got him to the state finals that year, and then it won him the state uh, tournament title in 2016, mm-hmm. didn't it? Yeah. So he was. Down, I think he was down five zero, five one. A kid from Crazy. That's really good. And uh, second period, you know, he won with his signature move. So that was awesome. I mean, Keacher's a grinder, man. He's he's a hard worker. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, he was, you and him were both a good part of that group. And then wasn't there another, did did a Welsh win a state title in 2016 as well? Yep. So Tanner Welsh, the heavyweight, um, you know, I think he made the state tournament, I want to say like four or five times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he placed two or three times and then won a state title. So we had three state champs that 2016 season. That's crazy. That That's absolutely nuts. So what did you guys do to kind of shift the balance in Dover? Yeah, I mean, that that was wild. I mean, that year was that year was awesome. I mean, you know, you, you see these other teams like, you know, having a great time in the tunnels and it's like why can't we do that and that was us that year so it was pretty cool 
Um, but yeah, to answer your question, what changed? Um, the expectations changed, man. Um, honestly, it took some time to build that culture. I mean, we were the front runners of the culture change at Novriota. Um, you know, it started off with the coaching staff. You know, it started with my dad, so David Odomo. Started out with uh, Chad Nelson, uh, Kurt Olson, Brian Leonard's, those guys, you know, putting in the time with the kids. And the expectations were we were grinders from southeastern Minnesota. We might not be the best technically, but we're going to be the best conditioned and mentally tough team out there. And, you know, good luck with us for six minutes. That was kind of our, our thought process. Um, and then just the expectations of leadership and culture at Dovriota started to change when you know, you have leaders holding teammates accountable and responsible. I mean, we, we worked very, very hard that 2016 season, but that was, you know, from, I want to say my eighth grade year. I mean, that's when everything started to change and it, it takes time. I wish it happened in the snap of your fingers, but it takes time to do that. Yeah. And the program has been in a really strong position since you guys won those titles in 2016 kind of seems like it's almost just been a passing off of a torch. Like you guys taught the guys behind you how to work, you know, the Reed seal hammers of the world who then passed the torch off to Michael Nelson. And now there's a ton of different Dovriota wrestlers in college, you know, from being able to maybe kind of mentor each other and guide each other through the program. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. I mean, that's, that's the thing is, is somebody's got to start it and that, 2016 team did and you know the, the the coaches changed it as well I mean it was just a huge culture change the expectations I mean expectations at Doviota in the past like I wouldn't say Doviota is bad but we weren't great right so um you know the expectations were make state tournament in place if you're placing you know it's a party it's like it changed it's like if you make it to state right that's the one step that's the first step you place good job but the ultimate goal is to win a state title. That that that's a goal at Dovriota, and, and that's changed over there. So that's cool to see. Even when they went to state, I mean, that was a pretty cool experience um, to watch them. You know, beat uh, Chatfield to make it to state. That was, I think, I, I teared up. So that was that was pretty cool. Oh, in the semifinals, I turned around and we were getting partied on, and all of the Dovriota kids were right above our bench and. You guys were having fun. That was uh, that's one of those moments you kind of look at and be like, "Oh, it's good to be those guys right now." <laughs> yep. Yeah, you guys had a role there. Yeah, yeah, that that was a that was a special run for Dover. I know. So I had a younger brother on the mat in that one, so I was kind of helping out coaching as well. And Grady Eaton, when he had that huge pin <laughs> late in the third period of that one, you could kind of feel that it was Dover's year. Yep. And that's crazy. Grady was a, you know, he was a good wrestler when he was younger and, you know, I think he probably got burnt out or something, but, uh, you know, he came out as actual senior year. He didn't wrestle, I don't think from seventh all the way to 11th grade year. Okay. And then he came out and made it to state and made a huge impact, um, on that team. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Super cool. So briefly here, I want to touch on your state championship because you were super open with us about how challenging the close was to your junior year. How did that feel to climb the mountain your senior year? Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to circle back, you know, to my offseason. What really changed in that offseason? What changed me completely? And it, it was a camp. Um, you know, it was a wrestling camp, and that was Jay Robinson, 
intensive camp. Um, you know, I remember training and, you know, I was sitting on the couch one day and my dad comes up to me. He's like, Hey, you know, what would you think about this Jay Robinson camp? You know, I see it on TV. I see it on track wrestling. I'm like, sure. You know? And he's like, he's like, you know, you can see in his face. He's like, he doesn't know what he's getting into. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sign me up. I'll get better. You know, that was kind of my thought thought process there. Um, so my dad signed me up for Jay Robinson camp. Um, you know, it was the last day of school. We went out there. Um, it was a 10 day intensive camp and, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, I was a junior. I just was willing to put in the work. I got teamed up actually with, uh, Kale Carlson from Wilmer now at, uh, Oklahoma. So he was actually my roommate. So I went down there by myself and I was teamed up with, uh, Kale Carlson. And then, um, so what happens, I guess I'll take you kind of step through step for the people that don't know about Jay Robinson camp. Um, it's, it, it's intense. I mean, there's four or five practices a day. You have to do homework. You have to meet certain criteria. You have to be at bed at a certain time. There's a point system, right? So if you don't do your homework, that's a negative, right? So you start off with 500 points. If you don't make the criteria, I believe it's like 75% to pass and get an I did it shirt. Um, so you're always being tested right on the little things It holds you responsible, holds you accountable for your actions, right? You're, you're a kid, but, uh, you're responsible for everything that you do down there. It's on you. Um, so that's kind of the breakdown about Jay Robinson and, you know, like they have the point system, they have a black hat. So what the black hat is, is the black hat is the hardest worker out of the, out of the three groups, three wrestling groups, and there's roughly 300 wrestlers at the camp. Um, so that's a quick breakdown. And then, so the first day at camp, um, at first day at camp, what you have to do is you have to do a run to be put in your running groups. So there's like eight running groups. And you know me, like I'm 175 pounds, right? So I'm like, you know, I could probably run like a 630 mile, you know, decent, but nothing great. So I finished the run, you know, 24 so i'm like the second to last to get into group one mm -hmm. right so that's the fastest group and i'm not kidding i'm like looking around the group and i'm like all these kids are like 106 pounds 120 pounds <laughs> like, what the heck like these guys are like so much faster than me luckily you know i had nick norm uh, shout out to nick norm from forest lake uh he was my partner he was like 175 as well so i had another big guy that was a hard worker um so fast forward, you know, we get to that morning, you know, you look at, or that night and you look on the board and you say, all right, running group one, you guys got a, a jog, one minute jog or not one minute jog, one mile jog. And then, you know, you got a circuit training. I was like, cool. Like, you know, this is going to be nice, a little warm up. Let's get ready to go. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, these guys, I basically got the fastest counselors at camp. I mean, I feel like these guys were sprinting a mile. Like, running group one was sprinting a mile. Like, we're trying to get a 430 mile, it felt like. So, as we're running this, it's seriously one mile with my group. You know, at one point, I look up, and my group, I'm not kidding you, is three blocks ahead of me. <laughs> Logan three. and I can relate to that. <laughs> I would be, I would be farther behind than three blocks. I mean, it was bad. 
it was it was bad i was like what did i get myself into you know i'm just like dying back here luckily you know i finished the workout and i was just like all right i gotta get my stuff together because this is gonna be a long 10 days like it's it's brutal so luckily i didn't get a negative there because of my circuit training i you know good with weights mm-hmm. but um you know, going through the days, I mean, you got a lot of practices, hard practices, hard training. You know, you're, you're, you're dealing with mental toughness. Even Jay's taking you through, like, visualization and, like, manifesting, right? And mm-hmm. basically working on your breathing techniques. So he helped us out with that. Um, and then, you know, after 10 days of just straight grinding, um, you know, I, I won the black hat. So that was pretty cool. So I was the hardest worker um out of that camp in group three for wrestlers so that meant a that was a huge deal right like to to dig deep and find a different level because i i was a hard worker but to get to that different level and you know you know what i mean logan and and kyle's like for when you get to a dark place in wrestling like you know when you get too mentally exhausted you got to push through it Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people understand that stuff. And I wasn't willing to do that prior to the camp. Um, and that's what I learned at the camp was willing to go to that dark place and strive there, like getting comfortable, being uncomfortable and just grinding. And I remember like I'd pull up like, you know, my loss from that junior year where, you know, I failed. I remember like visually throwing my headgear when times would get tough. Like I was pretty hard on myself when things got tough. I just didn't want to lose anymore. Um, that's when my mindset started to change. Um, that's that's honestly what changed my wrestling career was Jay Robinson wrestling camp. It did. It changed everything mentally, physically. Um, you know what Jay says is he says, you have a definition of hard work and I have a definition of hard work. And ours are miles and miles apart. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, young young and dumb, you think you know everything, and then you go through it, and, like, this guy's right, you know. He, he So he helped me out tremendously. So, you know, fast forward to um, my state finals, you know, or actually let's talk about state. State, I mean, I was just focused. Um Honestly, when you when you go see these kids at the state tournament, it's like, how are you guys like not nervous? You know, in your state finals match, you're at state. I was the most calm I've ever been, it, which is kind of crazy. Okay, why was that? Um, the reason for that is because the preparation that I did. I, I know that nobody else worked harder than I did. I know that nobody drilled as hard as I did. Nobody stretched at home for an hour, did push-ups in the morning every single day. Like I just knew that people weren't doing the things that I were doing. And that gave me a lot of confidence and it gave me peace. Um, you know, and one of the coaches that summer, he's like, you know, I said, you know, I choked right in my section semifinals. I was like, yeah, I choked. And the, the college coach goes, you know, you didn't choke. You were unprepared. Mm-hmm. And I took that to heart. I was like, you know what? He's right. I was unprepared. I I didn't put everything into it where I wasn't confident with myself. So all that work led up to confidence, right? Believing in my training, believing in my coaches. um, That's what got me calm. I was focused and just calm up there. It it was pretty cool because I really got to take everything in up there. Mm -hmm. 
oh, that's a good place to be in. And it look, I've got the bracket pulled up now. I'm a big tea stuff guy. I love hopping on tea stuff still. <laughs> Me so too, you, man. I go on the house. <laughs> oh, it's the best, man. It's better than Twitter, better than Facebook, better than all of them. Teastuff.com. Definitely yeah. not better than the forum, though. Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> the forum's your, your jam. Man. Where else can you go to have a great question with Father Automo? <laughs> that is true. You got to get him on the podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So you won by major in the state finals. You scored so many points that tournament. You had a pin. You won by injury default. I remember that a lot about your style was always putting up points. Was that kind of the part of the mentality as well? Yeah. I mean, my motto was score points and have fun. Right. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to push myself to complete exhaustion and just push myself to a different level, right. Through that training that I put myself through. That's, that's how I wanted to wrestle. And I wanted to break people. Honestly, that's what I wanted to do. Every single match was see people break and just tear them apart. Um, and I, I mean, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it like breaking people and putting points on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So my state tournament actually, um, so that finals match, um, I don't know if a lot of people know about this, but my finals match. So <clears throat> I was down, geez, what was it? So I took him down the first period in like two or three seconds with a nice little drag. So I took him down within those couple seconds and then it was kind of back and forth and beginning of like the second period, you know, my arm gets trapped on a high crotch. Um, he picks me up, boom, slams me on the mat. Like the crown of my head slams the mat. I actually black out in that, in that exchange. Wow. So I blacked out for two or three seconds. Um, kind of like known, I was like, where the heck am I? Like type of deal, shaking it off. And the funny thing is, the reason why I got up is not because I was feeling great. It's because Mark Hall won his sixth state title, and I wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding either. It's kind of cool. So I was like, all right, I need to see Mark Hall. Like, so I saw him like jumping into his coach's arms. So I thought, I was like, I'm gonna go get myself one too. <laughs> did you uh, did you join the crowd in the standing ovation, or did you uh, <laughs> did you just take that chance to refocus? To refocus, yeah, I wasn't clapping or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I sat there, refocused. You know, they examined everything, make sure I was okay. Um, you know, I wasn't going to take an injury default state championship. I wasn't going to do that because I got rewarded a point, right, for that slam. So I'm actually down uh, four to five. So I'm down by one. And then, you know, I come back and I'm, I'm ready to go. They basically shook it off and I was like, all right, let's do this. So, you know, appeared in the half to put points on the board and, you know, I won that match 16 to eight. So I majored him. Put up about 75 points there after getting a concussion at the beginning of the second period. That's not a bad (laughs) state finals performance. (laughs) And that, you know, that, that shows like, you know, when I look back at it, like that shows like all the preparation that I put into, into this sport. I mean, I didn't make the state tournament, state tournament, my whole high school career. Right. And I still kept believing in myself, you know, kept grinding and all that hard work paid off because I, I knew that I was going to be a state champ one day and um, it paid off there and, and all that preparation um, was worth it. 
So you sound like just a real grinder. Like you're not going to let anybody else outwork you. I think that's a super powerful mentality. Is that something that you have still incorporated now in your coaching style and something you try to pass along to your wrestlers? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that Southern Eastern Minnesota, like grinding mentality. I mean, we got, I don't know, you know, we're not the best technically down here, I would say, but you know, we're going to grind and you're going to wrestle us for six minutes and it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to teach these coaches or coach these kids at home and is just that fighting mentality. It's just believe in yourself, fight, you know, just embrace the grind and love the fight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's always evident in the teams that section one stands, sends up to the state tournament is like these kids are always wrestling six minutes. Rarely do they get pinned or teched. They're just so hard to score on. Absolutely. They they are grinders through and through. Very. I mean, you look at Zambrota's program, Cal or Caledonia, as you look at, you know, Chatfield, you look at Good Hughes, like they're they're tough wrestlers, man. They're hard to wrestle for six minutes. So speaking of the coaching, how did you transition from college to coaching or where did you kind of think, hey, coaching is something I want to get into? Yeah, you know, from a young age, I knew that I was going to get involved in coaching because because of my dad, truthfully. Um, honestly, my dad is the greatest coach I've ever met and never known and ever been coached by. Um, just a super positive guy. Um will never say anything bad. Will always. He's such an optimistic, um, and he just believes in kids, and he wants to see kids succeed. And, you know, he kind of installed that into me because I was around it 24-7, um, you know. So my goal is to become like him, um, you know, if you know, better as well. But uh, those, are, those are hard levels to beat. My dad set the bar for sure for coaching. Um, but, you know, from a young age, you know, I was 12, 13 years old. I was always like helping younger kids out. You know, if that was Taylor DeFrang, Mike Nelson, you know, Reed Sealhammer, all those guys. I was helping out with their technique after practice, just showing like the little details because I had the knowledge about wrestling because, you know, I was at Pinnacle. I was going to camps like I had I had the resources to help kids out and you know, these small town kids didn't. So I wanted to be that guy to help them out and see them succeed as well. Like, um, I think that, that was the, one of the things is, is I just kept helping people out. And I was like, yep, this is going to be a, going to be a thing for me is I'm going to definitely be coaching someday. And it happened a lot sooner than I thought, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I honestly didn't think it was going to happen until I was, you know, having kids at like 35 or something. <laughs> <laughs> So your first opportunity, was that last year with Caledonia or did I miss a year after NDSU? Nope. So that was my first year of coaching was at Caledonia. Um, You know, I had a great opportunity there. Um, You know, it was awesome. I mean, I talked to some of the parents, got, got connected with Shea Mahoney. You know, we had a good conversation at the state tournament uh, the year prior and, you know, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to do this, ready to help the kids out. You know, I knew the kids that were coming in because we had like, shoot, I think like 12, 14 seniors, mm-hmm. you know, last year. so there's a bunch. But yeah, so that was my first year at Caledonia. That's not a bad resume. One, one year, one state <laughs> finals appearance. <laughs> could be better, man. It could have been a state title. But, oh, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I guess I have to make a correction. You were technically no longer undefeated at the XL Energy Center. Would that be correct? 
oh geez why do you guys that? <laughs> that's dirty <laughs> <laughs> that is dirty logan and i kind of we uh we've talked a few times we need to start like this this coaching tree and where all the coaches come from what was it like you know lifetime Dovriota guy to walk into caledonia practice room for the first time as a, as a coach is it does it feel weird is it awkward or how long does it take to kind of get over that you know, it is weird. I'm not going to lie. It was weird right away because, you know, I was a Dovriota kid at heart. Um, but, you know, you see all these coaches, you know, you know, Chad Nelson, he's from Stewartville, goes to Yoda. You know, Kurt Olson from Hayfield goes to Dovriota. It's like, you know, things are always changing, right? Um, and you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable and just changing things. So um, it was it was different, um, but I built, I built a good relationship with a – the parents out there, the kids and the coaching staff. Um, and it was honestly one of the best years I've ever experienced. It, it was awesome last year. It was super fun watching that team. That, Like you said, that was an incredible group of seniors. Must have been a pretty good opportunity for you over there in Holman then to, to hop on with the Vikings this year. What kind of, what do you like about what you've got going on in Holman at the moment? A lot of things, um, you know, the resources, you know, when I talk about resources, I, I think of the, the coaches, uh, Justin Lancaster, he's the head coach. He's from freedom. So he was the freedom head coach here in Wisconsin. Uh, he was a two time, uh, state championship or state champion out there. Um, and then, you know, Jason Luloff is the athletic director. Um, he, you know, he's a four time all American for UWL. So having those guys, you know, us three to, you know, talk about wrestling and how we can create a legacy for these kids and, you know, create a dynasty and, you know, build a program and change the culture. It, it's, it's a, it's a blessing. And I'm looking forward to the next, you know, two or three years, what it's going to be like in two or three years. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah. That's a good dream. If you ever need a rag doll down there, like if you have a 170 pounder, who's kind of down on themselves, I'll come Bring down. Con- they can, they can take me down a bunch if you want. so lots good things going on in Holman I also one of the last things I want to touch on here Michael is the wrestling camp that you've done in the past could you just tell us a little bit about what you what inspired you to host that wrestling camp and then what it is yeah so for those camps I mean you know J-Rob kind of started that for me Um, I remember you know sitting in his office and having a chat with him and he says, you know what, Michael, the greatest thing you can do in your lifetime is change someone else's life. And I kind of took that to heart and I was like, you know what, that's true. So, you know, being from Southern Minnesota, like there's not a lot of opportunities, honestly, to compete or to get the extra training with, you know, some of the best of the best uh, kids in the nation. So I was like, you know what, I got the connections and I'm willing to put an effort and, you know, make this happen. So, you know, we got Patrick McKee, we had Patrick Kennedy, um, Griffin Perriott. We even had Bailey O'Reilly, um, just a bunch of studs um, throughout Minnesota come to the camp. So it was a lot of fun, um, you know, working with those youth kids and high school kids. It's just providing opportunities for kids to get better, Um and I thought that was pretty cool to do and seeing kids succeed as well. Cause I want to see, um, you know, the kids that I'm coaching the Southern Minnesota kids, small town kids, I want to see those guys succeed. So, um, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That Bailey O'Reilly kid you mentioned, he's pretty solid. 
we had him on as a as a guest of the podcast. Um, yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty good. <laughs> he's not. He's not bad. He can hold his own. But I actually, I should throw this in there a little self promotion. I used to kind of throw him around in the practice room. So <laughs> if he tells anyone differently, he's he's telling lies. He's lying over there. <laughs> yeah, he's gotta be. So that's I got back, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I was gonna ask here. So Holman, they also host the Bi State, right? They're the the Bi State hosts. Yep. So Lula uh, runs that actually. Yep. So all the parents are involved. So they volunteer for that. Um, so they're, they run that and that'll be coming up here in about a week and a half. So we're really excited for that. Okay. Have you ever wrestled? I don't know. Has Doriota ever been to the bi-state? Uh, we have not. Um, we competed at Rumble on the Red in Fargo. Oh, that's right. Yep. Gotcha. Um, but honestly, last year experiencing that tournament, one of the best tournaments I've ever been to. Like it's just ran great, um, great wrestling, great atmosphere. It was just a blast to coach at. I couldn't agree more. The only way I can get my wife to go to a wrestling tournament is the bi state. The only one. <laughs> the only that. tournament she likes. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. She likes to go look at the Christmas lights. But yeah, that is the <laughs> awesome tournament. And yeah, that's that's great that you're involved. And you know, Logan, he's a voice, so I don't know if you got any hookups. He would like to, you know, call the 11th place match if you know of anybody that could uh, hook him up with that. So. <laughs> oh, we'll get that. Yeah. No, I can definitely get the 11th place uh, put together. <laughs> 11th place would be great. Even better would maybe be a pass to the coach's room. I don't know if you could swing that for me, but I like pizza. I like coffee. All those good things. You're high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for it as well because I guess it's a little different for the Holman guys. So they, you know, they get everything brought in. It's like from Howie's, so they got some good food. So I'm excited for that. Oh nice. man, I've missed Howie's. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a Howie's trip in while I'm down there. So, so good, man. Yeah, Michael, we really, really appreciate you joining the show. A ton of good insight. I think for me personally, I loved hearing about that mindset shift. And really, how it you know shaped you into the wrestler and coach that you became. So we really appreciate you joining the show. No doubt, it's going to help a bunch of wrestlers up and coming find their footing. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys putting this together, and thanks for having me. You know, just a final note too for kids that are listening: um, just never stop believing in yourself. Right? If I can do it, so can you. Right? Just put in the work and start believing. Um, once you, you know start preparing yourself for, for those matches and you put in that extra effort, you're going to start gaining that confidence and, you know, just, just make it happen because you only get one shot and one opportunity at it. So you get what you earn. Amen, brother. Very well said. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Thanks guys. <laughs>